Whereas the tiny sets of the little islands, the shipwrecks and such created little waves. Now the big ocean wave is coming with the pirate ships, the defense ships and the huge forts of the 1989 wave. Here we are with the massive sets that commanded huge price points. I'm joined once more with James as we are here with part two. Hope you enjoy. And I think this would draw the line from where um, we can talk about the realm of general affordability and cheaper sets, because with the last couple of sets, we're going to jump into like the heavy hitters, the hard swings. Yeah. You want to take us through? Yeah. Um, the first one we see is Forbidden Island. Now, this is the first pirate base we see. It's the one to counter the fortress, if you will. It is incredible. It's very underappreciated in the Lego Pirates community. Don't get me wrong. People buy it. People love it. But it always gets overshadowed by its big brother, the Rock Island Refuge, which you would take a closer look at in, in a different episode. But this set is still fantastic. It uses a brand new base plate, which is exclusive to this set. It has never been released again. It's a bigger island print. However, the one downside I will say is to help kids build the set easier and to line up the studs. They do have white dots on the base plate where the bricks are supposed to go. So it does make it a little bit hard when you're trying to use that base plate in a different scenario because you guys see these white dots kind of ruining the immersion. But enough of that. The set is fantastic. You get a prison cell with two opening doors, one on each side. You get a small balcony room above it. We see the first rope bridge, which is obviously a very iconic piece. It never was used to its potential, I believe. I always feel like it should have been used more, but the piece is retired, sadly. It's a gorgeous piece regardless. And you can see what I think is a Belleville staircase on the left-hand side, which is so funny to see, but it works in this case. You get a ship mast, which is actually the first time we're seeing that molded piece. It's used on the later ships we'll look at, but the ship mast is pretty cool. The rigging is cool, or in technical terms, the rat lines. Um, you get a crow's nest at the top, which just uses a bigger bucket piece. You get a cannon, a shark. It's just all good. It's a beautiful set. Yeah, for sure. And in direct contrast to like the very orderly structured soldiers for it, we get this like kind of ragtag, hastily built pirate structure to counter it. Falls the aesthetic entirely. And as like the theme will keep like parroting, is that like everything comes every set comes with enough things like this one came with like a boat cannon shark and such like every set comes with enough so that each one can stand on its own as like a distinct pirate set like you don't need like three of them to truly be like say okay i have enough to make a pirate world like any one set is enough to really get you started and yeah this one came with incredible oh for sure i think that's the one thing we can talk about the entire 89 line there's very little you couldn't say wrong about it the only thing anyone could say is like because of its age and stuff and its reliance on like certain bricks such as white which definitely yellows out over time mm-hmm. brittle brown which like was notorious for back then because it's very fragile but like i think those are like the only things you really could say and yeah this one came with 182 pieces for minifigures retailed for 37 dollars came which would say around like a 20 cent price per piece ish roughly and i'm gonna say i think the numbers are a little skewed but it's $90 used and it says it's 
$1,450 new. Might be a little high, might be a little inaccurate, but that is the numbers I'm seeing. So take that for what you will. It's amazing set, in my opinion, it's a good thing. I don't want sets to be too expensive in the aftermarket, but it's amazing how cheap this really is. I've seen this set sell for $70 at some point. It's, and it's worth it in every way. It's an amazing set. I'm surprised it is sold for that cheap still. Could be because like parts have like cracked and broken off over time. So always got to consider that with like lower price points and such with the used market. Definitely, especially like you said with the yellowing. Um, that said, didn't have any in it, but it did have the gray, which can yellow to look pretty ugly. Mm -hmm. um, so the next one we look at is our first ship. This is the Caribbean Clipper. It's an absolute gem. It is very interesting looking. <laughs> It's not very realistic at all. However, I will say it compares decently to a sloop, what we would think of as a sloop. Um, has two forward sails, which uses blue and white stripes and a tri-sail. It's the only time we would see those, that color at least used for a ship sail. And it's actually the only blue coat ship ever made. Hopefully Lego will make one again in the future, but this is the only blue coat ship ever made. And it works pretty well. However, I will say one inaccurate detail is the rat line going right down the middle of the ship instead of on the sides. I'm not entirely sure why Lego did that other than maybe just to save a little bit of cost by instead of including two rat lines, just include one. And there's no back sail, which is interesting. So you have that back mast to the ship, but there's no sail attached to it. So it's a little bit boring back there. What is your opinion on this one? I mean, yeah, it's... Like you said, it comes with like this big brown hole piece, like one huge chunk and basically just stacking a bunch of bricks on it. The front definitely looks really like detailed and nice, but the back, like you said, it's a little bare bones. You just get a little flag, the steering wheel. It's a little hard to see from the angle, but yeah, it definitely looks like it's little bare bones. Maybe they've been out at sea for a while. It's also really cool to have like the little cannons poking out on the side. And like you said, this is like the first true ship we're going to see. Not the only one from this theme. But this is like the first introduction to one. And it's definitely interesting. I did forget to mention the, the big molded hull pieces. This is a new piece, at least seen in this set. It uses the exact same pieces that we see later on in the Black Seas Barracuda. What's interesting about it is it uses the wide hull piece. Like I said, it's the exact same one as the big pirate ship. Um, we see the following wave in 1992. We see they create a thinner hull piece for the smaller ships, which just make it look a lot better. But this one didn't have that yet. So it uses this very large specialized molded piece. It uses three of them total, one front one, one back, and a middle section. They're all different molds. Um, and one exclusive part, wait, no, not exclusive. It was in one adventure set as well. But the yellow parrot at the front only came in two sets, this and one adventure set. So it actually is a pretty rare piece. Mm, the golden parrot, the coveted golden parrot. <clears throat> Yeah, and this and one. one thing that is nice mm -hmm. too is you also see the sorry, um, you also see the governor figure for the first time, which has a printed bicorn and a specialized uniform, if you will. All right, well, this is like his big bad ship, then I'm gonna assume. <clears throat> yes, it so in Europe they actually had different set names, in Europe this one was actually called Governor's Ship Seahawk. So completely different ship name, but it did emphasize that this is the governor's ship, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, and the governor's ship would be built with 378 pieces, four figures, all four of which are apparently unique to this set. 
retail for $54, set you around 14 cents price per piece. Its value used and new, new and used is very different actually. It's around $220 used and $650 new. So we're starting to enter the realm of this is where like the big baller pirate resale sets are, which actually is the perfect gateway um, to like the heavy hitters. Yeah. So real quick before we transition, I want to mention two things. When it says unique minifigures, I always think that's kind of funny. Because the blue coat soldiers themselves aren't unique. The only thing that's different is you don't have the backpack. And instead of using the shako with a bucket helmet, some people call it, it uses a tricorn hat, which introduces the sailor figure, they call it, which I just think is kind of fascinating. The other thing I wanted to add is just this set is very expensive, obviously, in the aftermarket. I'll never not be amazed. I actually got this set used almost in pristine condition for $80 back in 2020. Wow, look at you beating the beating the market jump. <laughs> it was actually expensive back then. I don't know why he sold it to me that cheap, but it was a guy on Instagram, very nice person. And yeah, I was just amazed by that. Um, okay, so now we go to the next set. This one is a hard one to buy used. I struggled really hard and I ended up just buying the bullet used. But the problem is it's mostly white. And as we know, it yellows badly so most of these pieces it's hard to find not yellowed so you will probably have to part out and try to buy the pieces separately on Brickling to replace it but this is the outer outer fortress which is just a beautiful set i always thought the name was a little funny outer outer fortress it sounds more spanish even though the blue coats were inspired by the french i always thought that was kind of strange but regardless it's a beautiful name for this and it fits really well because outer auto is the city of gold and of course, this has a lot of yellow pieces used. It just works very well. We see this brand new raised base plate, which was introduced with this set and was later used for the Dragon Masters and Castle as well. Um, we see cannons. You get two cannons in this set. Lots of gun ports on the side. You can either put cannons. You could have your soldiers shooting their muskets through. You have a little dock with a crane. No winch on the crane. I always thought that was funny. Didn't have the winch piece yet. So instead, you just tied the string to a little brick and just moved the brick around, depending on if you want to raise or lower the crane. Um, you get the governor figure again. However, it is unique, technically, because it has a different colored plume. And the Caribbean Clipper we saw with a yellow plume. Now we see him with a red. Um, I don't think those pieces are rare by any means, but it's just kind of interesting. You get a treasure chest. You get... Eight minifigures total, two pirates. Technically, one is supposed to be in the small jail cell we see, and the other one is trying to break him out. Two rowboats, the red one, which we see common for the Imperials. This is our third time seeing it. And the reddish-brown rowboat as well for the pirates. I mean, what's not to love about this set? I'm finding a very difficult time not wanting to just run and buy the set right now because, it, like you said, it's really sick. It comes with everything you could need for, like, a fort, like, the unique raised base plate, you got like a ramp that leads up to the doors. All these like intricate little tower structures with like arches everywhere to like add texture, like provide a unique architecture and shape to everything. Got the defenses, the armaments, all sorts of little details here and there. And like the little harbor by the side is really cool because it suggests you can like plant ships or anything around it. Like all these sets imply that there's always more to this world, but this one on its own can like function just fine, you know? It's a, it's its own little fortress, and it's the only fortress we ever got in the Lego Pirates theme. 
even some stats would be called 20, 2009, 2015 had stats called Soldier's Fort, but they were more like docks. This was the only true fortress we have ever obtained, which is just incredible. Yeah, and at 506 pieces, 8 minifigures, $66 retail price, which is around $0.13 cents price per piece. The Get ready to stomach this uh, resale value. So used, it's around $270. Not terrible, but as you said before, a lot of these parts will age, so it's not going to be pristine. And if you're ready to bite the bullet on a new one, it's going to cost you around $1,650. Ooh, boy. <laughs> I cannot say it's worth that new price, but if you have the money and you really love the Pirates theme, and don't buy this if you don't love the Pirates theme. This is not an introduction set. It's a great set to add on to your theme, but you need this one if you're a Pirates fan. It's it's so nostalgic. It's perfect. It's iconic. And I think it's right up there with the Black Seas Barracuda we're going to take a look at next. Yeah. So, and I guess that's a good transition towards the big ship of the wave, the Black Seas Barracuda, it's the most expensive one. It was leased for $110 at the time, which I believe with inflation, a rough estimate, I think it's around $200 in today's dollars. So I think it's kind of interesting how expensive this ship really was for its time period. But it has everything going for it. You see the yellow used as gold here. It's supposed to represent gold, but it's yellow. You can see the figurehead on the front, which I always thought was a little creepy. It's a almost a naked figure, but it's supposed to represent a mermaid, just the parts for a mermaid that they do now. You got the giant pirate flags. You got two of them. You got a small one, two small ones as well, it looks like. You got a monkey. You got a winch system with a treasure chest, two cannons, four gun ports total. Very similar to the Caribbean Clipper in that way. So even though it's a bigger ship, you don't get more cannon ports. However, the nice thing about this is you get a full detailed cabin in the back that you can access for Captain Redbeard. It's incredible. You have two, you have four hold sections, two in the front, two back, which you can put cargo in. It's a little hard to get them out once you do if you have big adult fingers, but this set's incredible. It uses the same hull pieces from Caribbean Clipper. However, I believe it has five hull pieces total, if I'm not mistaken, compared to the Caribbean Clipper, they use three. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, pirates are always out on sea and it's only fitting that they get like the biggest, baddest ship of them all, especially for this wave. And like you said, it comes nothing short of impressive. And I mean, if they release this today, I think it could easily hold its own. It definitely looks detailed enough. It's jam-packed with play features and all. And yeah, I mean, there's just, I just can't find anything wrong with it. It just looks so gorgeous, so nice. Just a wonderful looking ship. And yeah, it came with a 909 pieces. Eight minifigures retailed for $110, which would set you around $0.12 cents price per piece. And get ready to, if you thought El Dorado was bad, listen to these prices. Used will be around $370, and new will be $2,430. Let that sink in for a pirate ship. It is very rough. I will mention they did actually re-release this set. Clearly, it hasn't helped the resale value, but they did re-release it in 2001 or 2002. I forget the correct year, but they did re-release it as part of their Legends line, which I think just reinforces the fact that out, this, you can take the set outside of the Pirates theme, and I think it's one of the best LEGO sets ever made. I think it's on that list for sure, and it's just it's the first one we're going to see in that case that it's not just a good Pirates set. It's a good LEGO set as a whole. It's Everything about, like, Lego could have done 
so many different things that could have made this set worse, but they went all out. They created all these new modes and the payoff here was just exceptional. Yeah. And I think that would pretty much wrap up every set that came out from the um, inaugural 1989 line. Everything seems like it's sailing, no pun intended, sailing towards a great future. But as we'll find out in the next episode, there's actually a lot more to it, especially with how gate kept the, um, the entire line was. So yeah, James, I appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you again next week. And yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Blocks and Talks. And James, if you want to plug anything. Yeah, my Instagram is um, at Jaws Brick World. And I do have um, TikTok, YouTube, but I haven't really uploaded on those. But once again, same username. Yeah, so be sure to catch part two next week as we delve more into this. Take care.